Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Holly's the best standard bred in the country at the moment, isn't he? And he came back and won as many expected last weekend. I refer to King of Swing and he lines up in the Victoria Cup, Chris, on Saturday night and calling the race will be Dan Malecki, your first guest. Good morning. Yes, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, really looking forward to the Victoria Cup. It's a, a great race, no doubt about it. Being staged for the first time at Bendigo, and as you outline, Dan Malecki is our first guest this morning. He will be calling this great meeting on Saturday night. Dan, appreciate the time. Uh, as always, uh, my pleasure, Chris. Are you tipping King of Swing? What have you come up with? Who's going to win this great race on the weekend? Yeah, look, I think so. The barrier draw uh, may have brought one or two extra horses into at least believing that they've got a chance. Um, look, it's not as if it's the depth of the, you know, the best 12 horses you've seen in the last 10 years there. There's, uh, I think there's, there's only a, a few horses, I would say, with genuine group one of the rest, you know, get an opportunity to prove that they are. So, and one thing King of Swing did at your Winter Carnival has shown that you shouldn't be put off by him coming from behind because uh, his races um, when he broke um, an amazing dream well, it was an upset win I suppose I, I don't know why she's such a good mare but I think King of Swing showed he's, uh, he's a very good horse coming from behind he's very powerful and he's very strong so I expect that he'll get moving early Bendigo's one of those tracks that you have to and at 21.50 you have to and he might just be too tough and too quick for them that's the key thing, 2,150 metres, and he's got this outside draw, the outside of the second row. There's no room for error. David Moran taking the drive for the first time, chasing back-to-back victories in the Victoria Cup after winning it last year with Lock and Navarat. It's going to be a real tactical race, this. Yeah, but having said that, when you look through the makeup of the field, who's going to be game enough to, to keep him out three wide? I mean, unless... He, he left his run too late. If he pulled out three wide coming down the straight with a lap to go, sure, he'll get left three wide. I expect that he'll be outside the back line, which is barrier six. Uh, so he tracks through, and I reckon he'll just hook out wider and continue to punch on. There's not a horse in that race that's capable of keeping him out. So he will get to the spot outside of a leader. Um, you know, I'm not saying he won't have to work hard to get there, but there's no one that's going to keep him out. Uh, he's got the respect of every other rival in that race. They were all expecting one for him to get to the spot outside of a leader and potentially even make a play for the lead. Uh, he's good enough to sit without cover and win this race, but he's got to go early. He's got to be up there by the 1,500 metres, and I expect he will be. Okay. Now, amazing dream. Uh, she conquered King of Swing here in Brisbane during the Blacks of Fate back in July. Nathan Purden, he's not uh, talking down his mare. In fact, he's doing the opposite. He's talking her up. She was brilliant winning the Kilmore Cup. Is she a chance of finding the lead here? Look, I, I would think she uh, is a chance. Max Delight's the quickest beginner, but there's still a query on him. He had a, an upset, was a late scratch, abscess and a late scratching from the smoking up sprint. Saturday night, but he is a quick beginner and the most logical horse that would lead. Although Torrid Saint could have a, a say in that early. Uh, amazing dream, likewise, that will have the respect. She's going to be an ideal horse to sit behind, whether it was Max Delight or Torrid Saint, if, she, if indeed she can press forward. I don't know that she's got 
the, the one-on-one speed, the crosser, Max Delight, or even a Torrid Saint, but she's got the respect where they might do that, particularly if Max Delight or Torrid Saint thought that Amazing Dream would keep King of Swing Park. That might be the most interesting tactic of the race that would potentially bring in some of those other horses to being a slightly better chance. Uh, barrier draws are a great leveller in this sport. Uh, when we go back to that Queensland race, the Blanks of Fate, King of Swing, albeit he had barrier one that night, he was deep into the red and amazing dream went off at big odds. It's a, a much different picture here on Saturday night. 250 currently King of Swing, 370 amazing dream. Are you comfortable with those prices? Yeah, look, I think so. Um, I think so, for sure. Uh, look, Amazing Dream is a quality mare and she's got the advantage, or what should be the advantage, on King of Swing by a frontline draw. So to maintain that advantage, uh, you would want to be in a handy spot, whether that's leading or potentially wanting to end up 1-1. If King of Swing comes around, Amazing Dream might be the horse to make way for King of Swing to sit without cover. So... You'd want to have him in your sights all the way and maybe even make him work that little bit harder. Um, so with that in mind, they're rightly first and second favourites. I still think King of Swing's price is attractive enough. Where's the depth? Who are you confident on that can upset these two horses? Are they genuine Group 1 horses? Matt Dan's a horse on the way up that pushed Amazing Dream. I think he's got an each-way chance, good odds. The rest I can't be confident on. Um, Torrid Saint. Uh, who would have thought he'd be in a race like this? And he can run well and maybe is a place chance. Majestic Cruiser, the last time he raced at Melton, he, he, he wouldn't have been out of place as a 15-to-1 shot in the first race on the program. Um, has he improved that much to be able to win a, a Victoria Cup? I'm not sure. Is Max Delight good enough uh, from the front and then to sustain the pressure? I doubt it. Will Stride, is he going well enough? It's highly unlikely. Triple eight, maybe with a right run and the pressure's on up front, he could be a chance. But I, I really think there's quite a gap back to the to the third seed, if you like. Okay, so you're with King of Swing. Just quickly, I know you've got another commitment. Is there anything else on this program that stands out for you? It's a great card. Oh, look, it's a fantastic program. The Derby, I think Acknow's the horse to beat. Uh, he was terrific last week, so that's in race six. Notwithstanding, American Dealer's got a much better barrier draw. Major Mott's going to have to do it harder, but is capable. Uh, but I like that now. And the, the Clash and the Oaks is a ripper. Beach Music has made so much progression um, through her early three-year-old campaign to now. She's got a draw where she doesn't have to lead, but she's got enough gate speed that she's a good chance of doing it. And Ladies in Red, who's been the benchmark right through a two- and three-year-old year. So that is a classic race. And Joanna might have a say in that as well. You've got Majestuoso. He's the next best thing in the trotting ranks. Uh, he can win that race. Although I do like Sleepy at odds. If you want to have a bit of a play, you know, the dollar a win, $4 a play uh, scenario, I would uh, be having something on Sleepy. I think she represents really good value. Race nine, horse number eight, on a, on a tremendous program. Two two-year-old races, group two. Very clean. He's Charlie's Angel uh, in race three, number 10, Chris. Uh, and I think uh, he, he's, a, he's a pretty smart horse. He'll go a long, long way. And also in race 10, the other two are race alike, the four rich beauty. So it's a terrific program to get involved and have a bit of a flutter. Awesome stuff. It's going to be a great night there at Bendigo on Saturday night. Dan, appreciate the time and uh, we'll look forward to your calls coming through on the weekend. Thanks, Chris. Have a great weekend. There's Dan Malecki joining us. So, uh, yeah, it's a great card and he's given us quite a few to uh, jot down there. But uh, he's with King of Swing there, Steve. So, uh, 
interesting to see uh, if there's going to be any sort of real market movement for that race there on Saturday mm. night. So two fifty. What do you think personally, Chris? No, I'm with King of Swing. Um, there's that little bit of a concern just with the barrier draw and being at the short trip. You can't afford to have any sort of bad luck. But I think Dan hit the nail on the head. I think they've just got to be really aggressive early with King of Swing, get him up outside the leader or even in front. There's that possibility that he could even find the front if Max Delight crosses Torrid Sane. They might want to hand up to a King of Swing only and not amazing dream. So... I think he's the best horse in the race, and I think they've got to drive him like the best horse in the race. Our next guest is ready for us, Chris. Well, I'm sure his uh, input here is going to be crucial because uh, he might have a say on how this race plays out. Mark Congerton is one of the co-owners of King and Swing, and he joins us all the way from Perth this morning. Mark, appreciate the time. Yeah, morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. How are you going into this race with that barrier drawing outside of the second row over what's considered to be a sprint trip nowadays in harness racing? How are you dealing with that? Oh, look, after uh, coming out of rehab, drawing barrier one and getting flattened, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> the blacks are fake, so it's taken us a while to get over that, but we're, we're back in the game. Um, to be perfectly honest, Chris, um, the pressure's on um, on on Anthony but now on Ants now. You know he's got the mare out wide and he's got to get it into a position, and that sort of falls a little bit back to us and gives us a bit of relief. The pressure's off, um, and Moran's not that kind of a driver either. He's not a, um, a rush driver. He's, he's a clever thinking driver, so that that's an advantage for us. And so, uh, mate, uh, Gary Hall once told me, um, "Great horses don't need great barriers." Um, okay. but, so we'll run with that. But very, very good, very positive. All super well. You know, there's a there's a rumor going around Victoria property started by Jason Boddington that uh, King's not coming over, but he's he's definitely going there, mate. So he's uh, he's fit well, and uh, and looking to get the chocolates. Well, I'm keen to ask this question because Steve asked me yesterday what was my thought on King of Swing following that victory on Saturday night at Menangle, and I've got to admit I'll repeat what I said so you can hear it. I've spoken to a lot of people following the weekend and they weren't, you know, taken by that performance of King of Swing. He rated 50.4. He was able to do it and do it nicely. But there was just that school of thought in the people that I spoke with that weren't convinced with King of Swing. What did you make of that first up win? Ah, oh, that's, a, that's a bit harsh on him, mate. He, um, yeah, you look at the sectionals that he came out. Um, no, the horse is a thousand percent fit. You know, I've, I've chatted you before. He's down to his racing weight. He's a few kilos lighter, but he, he's you know a thousand percent fit. What you've got to take into consideration, um, he he is a ball, and a lot of his races when he when he gets out in front, he sprints in the minute. Um, Luke takes his foot off the accelerator. He does. He just stargazes and looks around. He's got no uh, no blinkers on. He's got no earplugs on. Um, so you tend to fall for the trap. You think, hey, this horse is just uh, not charging to the line. But you have a look at the sectionals, that last bit. I think it was 26-4, Chris, he came home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he's coming out of the gate. It's, you know, he's 26 and change. Um, not a lot of horses can do that both ends. You know, not there's probably a handful in the whole country that can actually do that. So he makes it look really easy. You know, that, mm. that that's the problem with the horse. And you can fall for the, the three-card trick with him. Mark, it's Steve. Chris, just those prices when they clash these two horses in Brisbane, uh, the differential, that, that's what amazes me. What price was King yeah. of Swing when when the drama, the drama there at his last start in Brisbane? Dollar twenty. What price was yeah. Amazing Dream? Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't remember. 30 to 1? Yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yep. Yep. 
that, that sort of sums it up. If you, sorry, Chris. Yeah. I was oh, just thought if you throw say. if you threw Lock and Vahard into this, you know, replaced it with King Swing, it'd be, it'd be odds on, and there's there's hardly there's you know not a lot between those two champion horses. So I don't know. I think they're um, uh, people are trying to elevate uh, the mare to better than what she is. She's a great mare, of course she is. She's uh, she's done a super job and. Um, yeah, Nathan's done a terrific job. You know, he's got to work under his dad's shadow, and that's hard enough as it is. But uh, is she is she that great? Uh, I'm not sure yet. We'll find out. One of the other fascinating stories for this race on Saturday night is the fact how it's gone full circle. As we know, David Moran is now driving King of Swing. He was aboard Lock and Varad last year, and Lock and Varad beat King of Swing. Anthony Butt was aboard King of Swing last year when second behind Lock and Varat. Now he's aboard Amazing Dream. It's gone it's gone full circle, so it's going to be a real tactical battle between these two horses and these two drivers. Yeah, you'd think so. The only difference is uh, if you have a good look at um, getting back to Amazing Dream, if you look at the way Ant drives a horse, he, d- he doesn't drive it out like Copy That or, one of, or the other horses. He, he nurses the, the, the mare over the first five to 600 metres. He doesn't rattle a cage, doesn't smash her out of the gate. You know? So that that's the difference between, yeah, amazing dream as a Group One horse and the rest of the animals that he drives. You know, they're all high caliber beasts. But that particular mare, can you can you um, thrash her out of the gate and then um, rev her up and it's a short distance? And by the time you grab hold of her and pull her back to the field, is she going to get fired up? And by that time, you've got. Well, if he can cross, you've got King of Swim coming around. Uh, she might have a short breather, but make no mistake about it, Chris. We'll be right up next to her pretty quick. Mm. One of the other things I wanted to ask you about, and you're a great person to talk to about this, when you start breaking down the records here, King of Swing, if he wins on Saturday night, that will be his fifth Grand Circuit victory. He's won two Miracle Miles, a Hunter Cup, and a Black Supply Queensland Pacing Championship. The record for most Grand Circuit wins is a horse that you know just as well as anyone, and I'm the mighty Quinn. Will that record ever be broken, in your opinion? Oh, I can't see it. You know, I, I just can't see it. You know, you know, I've spoken about it many, many times. You know, you know, to guys like Mick Guerin, to Adam Hamilton, Gareth Hall, even Jason Boddington to an extent. You know, just not actually speaking to them one on one. But my opinion is that you know he he's he raced till he was nine. Um, he won uh, the Blacks of Fake as a nine-year-old. He still holds a track record, I think, uh, or draw with Balraj. Um, mate, to get another horse like that in, in our, my lifetime and, and probably your lifetime, Chris, I can't see it. I, I, I'm not sure. It's, it's, you know, most of these, uh, these top horses don't race till nine and certainly don't yeah. break track records at nine. So he's a very special superstar. You know? yeah. I think he just beat Absolutely. Blackie by one, didn't he? By, um, yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's a feat in itself. You know, that's a Herculean effort to just to do that. So, um, yeah, I suppose the short answer is no. I don't think you'll be beaten for a long, long time. And I, and I well, think that... the horse should really get more credit for what he did uh, historically, looking backwards. Yeah, absolutely. That leads me to my next question. So, Quinny's got the record for most Grand Circuit wins, all-time prize money. Uh, Erna, as far as a down under bred horse is concerned, sits with Blackie at 4.575 million. If King of Swing wins on Saturday night, he'll jump to 10th on the all time list. So that's a huge effort in itself. How's that going to sit with Glenn Moore? Do you remind him of that? Oh, every time we have breakfast twice a week, don't worry about that. 
Yeah, I had to uh, had to get the paramedics when when Kingswing uh, got flattened on the corner in the, the Blacks of Fakes. He's just he's just returned to his form of bouncing self at the moment. He's back in the game again, so it's all good. And uh, I've got another interesting stat for you, Chris, coming up. You, yep. you know, this is this is me because I always talk about me. You know that. Um, I've had four starters in the Inter Dominions for four winners, and King of Swing this year will be my fifth starter. And if we win that, that's no other owner in history has owned um, five Inter Dominion winners. And certainly, uh, King has got a big chance coming up in the uh, um, in the Inters in New South Wales. So, uh, if you ask where I'm focused, I'm focused on that. I just want to get to put that down on my tombstone, Chris, and immortality. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a stat. You've trumped all my stats this morning. A five times Inter Dominion owner, winning owner, if King wins this year. Three different, three different horses. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, I really, really, that's, that's you know, from my point of view, that's, that's what I'm focused on. You know, we want to, I want to win the Victoria Cup like everybody else. We've never won it. Um, Glenn's never won it. We've had a few place getters. Uh, Quinny and, uh, unfortunately, uh, Baldick Eagle galloped out the gate. Um, so, hopefully, uh, across the English will get there. But there's no excuses for King of Swing, Chris, none. You know, good horses get good barrier draws. Um, he's up against, the, uh, I'm not being derogative to the other starters or trainers or drivers in the field, but it's the weakest cup, uh, Victoria Cup in probably 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and if you break it back to three horses, it's probably an amazing dream. And, and the only horse that I, I'm actually scared of is Triple Eight. Um, you look at that start, um, her last start, he's her last start when he's, he's rattled home from, you know, he's been probably 10 lengths on the corner. And, uh, I really, really like the horse. I think he's come a long way, and he's, uh, you know, they've done it. Whoever trains him, I can't remember. Um, I apologise, but uh, it's getting better and better every time it goes round. So that's the danger to me. I, I pretty much agree with you guys. I think the two horses are going to lead. I think he'll lead pretty comfortably. He gets out of the gate really quick. Uh, does a good job in front. So I don't know. Not too sure. Um, but if I was leading, I wouldn't hand up. I'd make uh, amazing dream to do a fair bit of work. So that's just me. It's, I'm coming from the uh, King of Swing stable, so I'm biased. <laughs> Tell me this, Mark. Uh, looking further afield, uh, safely through this race on the weekend, do you look at backing him up in the Len Smith mile or do you give him just that little bit of an ease up and then go full tilt to the end of Dominion? Uh, uh, Luke hasn't spoken about that. Chris, I'd like to win that race. I um, Many years ago, uh, harping on too much, we drew very one with Bolder Geek on him and he uh, did a suspensory about 48 hours before that race. So I'd like to, win, you know, win that race is a great race, uh, but that's up to Luke. I think he's, I think he's laser locked on the inches, to be honest with you, um, and then he's locked for the Miracle Mile. Um, he, there was, you know, um, talk between the owners uh, after the Blacks of Fake. They were looking to put him straight to stud. Luke's talked everybody out of that, is, and is quite rightly. He's the trainer, he's the driver. You've got to listen to him. And uh, Luke, you know, wants so he thinks horse will peak this year and next year. Uh, so I think he's laser locked on the inches now. Laser locked going for the triple in the, uh, in the Miracle Mile, and then see what happens after that. You know, he's only a young horse, Chris. So he's had you know, a limited amount of starts, and I, I think if you look for the whole year, uh, I think he has like eight starts a year or something. It's not a lot. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, it might be. I don't know. Uh, I haven't spoken a look about it, but no doubt he'll come back. He's he's the boss. He's the maestro, mate. He's, uh, at the moment. So he, I think he'd be a little bit sad that he's not on the horse this weekend. But he's got yeah, uh, he's sure got David on, and yeah, I, I wouldn't want any, anybody else on the horse other than David. And uh, I wrote an email to Luke uh, Belinda about a month ago, 
saying that I don't tell trainers uh, who to put on, but I really want to David Moran on this horse. So I know he'll do the right thing. And if we get beat, it'll, it'll be just bad luck on the night. Yep. All right. Well, appreciate the time as always, Mark. Yep. Best of luck there on Saturday night chasing that Victoria yep. Cup. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch before the end of the Minion Series kicks off in Sydney. Thanks, Chris. And uh, just remind Nathan Ferdinand, if you ever get him on the phone, that sometime amazing dreams turn into nightmares. <laughs> See you later, Very boys. Good. Have a lovely time. Have a lovely time over there. All right. We'll do our best. There's Mark Congdon all the way from Perth. He's one of the co-owners of King of Swing. He's the reigning Grand Circuit champion. And he leads the way, and he's looking for more glory there on Saturday night. So four Grand Circuit victories, chasing win number five here on Saturday night when he lines up in a race that he's yet to win. He was the runner-up last mm. year behind Lock and What price King of Swing now? Right now? Mm. For the uh, Victoria Cup? Mm. 250 That's got to be overs, hasn't it, Chris? Well, seriously, as Mark said, it, it's probably one of the weakest Victoria Cups mm. we've seen in a long time, for the best part of a decade. Uh, I know they're trying to talk it up, but you know you've got to face facts, and it, it's not a strong race. So, two fifty outside of the second row, twenty one hundred and fifty metres. That's my only concern. That barrier draw at that distance, if it was over the longer trip, you know, it, it'd be odds on for me. What else so, would you back in it though, Chris? This is the thing. Well, well, that's the thing. What else are we looking at? Mm. Brittany There's Graham might have an answer. Yeah, well, she likes something at thirty-three to one. Apparently, no, I'm only joking. She's with us. <laughs> Britton, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Really well. What, what's the value in the Victoria Cup, if there is any at all? King of Swing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. What price Did do you, you think he'll start, Britt? I'm not too sure. I know we went up at 260 um, immediately post the barrier draw and there was a tap punter who landed a pretty solid bet within a few minutes and brought him into 240, but now he's back out to 250. But I know Nathan Purden has come out in the media and been quite bullish about Amazing Dreams chances. So uh, if a few play into that, who knows? He might even get out, get out further. Um, but, yeah, I just think... He's my tip in the race. Uh, and I think the 2,100 metres as much as maybe it dents his chances slightly from the barrier draw. I think for Amazing Dream, it's probably not her preferred distance either. She loves the longer trips. And despite winning the Rising Sun over the 2,100 metres uh, during our carnival, we know that she was vulnerable at the trip in the Golden Girl as well. So, uh, yeah, I just think King of Swing, he's the best horse in the race. And... I've loved what I've seen from him so far in his trial and then his run last week. So uh, David Brand driving in such form, he'll know how fast they're going and, and he'll know the right time. I think he'll just be the bully on Saturday night, and if he is, uh, it's going to have to be a pretty good horse to withstand his challenge. Uh, and probably, the, I think it's a race in three. It would surprise me if the winner came outside of King of Swing Amazing Dream. And Triple Eight might just be the sleeper if they really do break it up and Amazing Dream and King of Swing go to war. Is there just as much pressure on Anthony Butt as there is on David Moran to get it right as far as the, the tactics in this race are concerned? How, how hard does Anthony Butt have to go early or how mindful does he have to be early to, to maintain that sort of early advantage that he has right now over King of Swing? Well, I'm not sure he'll be interested in coming out of the gate at 
her absolute peak speed because we all know Max Delight was scratched last week with that good abscess and no doubt he would have missed some work through it. And in terms of his form in the lead up to that, I'm not sure he's at his absolute best. So it would surprise me if they were keen to, to hold the lead and hold out an amazing dream on Max Delight. If he's can cross Torrid Sane in the first 50 metres. It wouldn't surprise me at all if when Amazing Dream came calling, uh, she was able to find her way to the front. And probably even more so, as long as she holds out full stride at the start, once King of Swimming comes, she could well be the horse, or he could force her to the front in that position uh, if she's outside the leader in King of Swing three wide. So I'm not sure that Ants will be interested in absolutely burning her at a 100% peak out of the gate because I think that she'll probably find her way, in my mind anyway, of course, in my opinion, to the lead at some point either way. No mare has won the Victoria Cup, and that's a telling stat, really, when you go through the first race uh, or the first running of the Victoria Cup, 1974. Is Amazing Dream good enough to become the first mare to create history? Oh, she definitely is good enough, and she proved that in Queensland, and I think it's uh, probably easy to forget that she's also a four-year-old mare. Like, in all technicalities, this is her first season, so to speak, on the Grand Circuit. But she's had a lot of Grand Circuit racing in saying that, but uh, she is a great mare. I thought that her Kilmore Cup victory was excellent as well. So she's more than capable, and... I think it's going to be a great battle between the two horses in King of Swing and Amazing Dream. Uh, and with Nathan Purden and his comments, it's not exactly a, I wouldn't call Nathan a, a bullish style of person, and the Purdens probably aren't that way in general. But for him to come out yesterday and say uh, what he said and the fact that it would surprise him if anything could beat her if she's on the pegs, well, that's saying something, isn't it? Mm. It sort of says something about the track as well. It's a notoriously fast track, and in many ways it can be leader-dominated at Bendigo. So uh, I think we're set for a really fast-run race, albeit that we get good weather on Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it would be likely that they go around the 52, 51 uh, mark for the last mile there, over the 2,100 metres, and it would probably surprise me if they went any slower than that. Okay, so you're tipping King of Swing. Uh, is there anything else on that program that takes your fancy? What's your best bet for the weekend? For my best bet of the weekend, I think it has to be King of Swing, to be honest. That's who I keep coming back to. And a lot of the other races I've done the form for, and you look at them the first time and you think, okay, there's your winner. But when you go back through it and have a second and third look, I'm just a little bit wishy-washy with a few of my selections. Initially, I was very much in the corner of Ladies in Red, and now I've flipped and gone with Beach Music after watching a few more replays. Um, I quite like one in a price earlier on, and he's been a big drifter, so maybe we have to be more worried about this drift than anything else. But I like Soho Dow Jones and the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, a homegrown classic earlier on on the card. I just think he's got the good gate over the sprint trip, and again, we know... You've just mentioned it. Bendigo's a notoriously quick track. And if he's on the fence, uh, there's going to have to be a pretty big performance to defeat him. So that's earlier on in the card, race three, Soho Dow Jones. OK, so coming up with Soho Dow Jones, but you like King of Swing. So you're comfortable at that price, 250 right now. Yep, I, I hope it holds up for my lettuce leaf and he can get the job done. You're under pressure there, aren't you? 
I'm under a, a world of hurt, but we all are. We're all in the red, so that might make me feel slightly better about it. All right, so king of swing for you. There you have it. Brittany, appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll see you across the, uh, the screens on the weekend. Thanks, Chris. There's Brittany Graham from Sky Racing joining us. So just trying to find that horse and race through there, Steve. Mm. Soho Dow Jones, six fifty. Okay, $6.50. Okay. Yeah, I just keep coming back to the Brisbane prices, you know, like yeah. it's only a few months what? ago, Chris. One was a dollar what did you say again? Dollar f- really short. Dollar twenty. The other one was forty to one. Um yeah. and you're getting two fifty. So anyway, yeah. a lot can happen but in a few how months. Important, I know we see it with the gallows, but how important is that Queensland winter carnival form now? Oh, absolutely. Not only those two, they're first and second mm. in the market of Victoria Cup. Then you've got American Deal of the Queensland Derby winner. I think he's the, uh, the second mm. favourite and a very good chance of winning the Victoria yeah. Derby. And he was so good up yeah. here. So. It's just a recipe that works, Chris. We spoke about it this morning at, at length. Yeah. I mean, racing Queensland are crazy. You know, the two most exciting horses in the country right now are Incentivise yep. and, of course, Zaki. And they were stars of the Queensland Winter Racing Carnival. Mm. Mm. I see Jumper Jack. Best horses into the Victoria Cup. Yeah. You know, come out of the Queensland mm, Carnival. Exactly. Great promotional uh, stuff, isn't it, Chris? Um, yeah. Jumping Jack Mack, can he win again tomorrow night? Matt Young's about to join us. Yeah, well, I hope so. I thought he was really tenacious first up. It was a tough victory in many ways, but uh, the fact that he was able to put the head out, get the job done. So really good start to a, uh, hopefully, a uh, strong campaign for connections of Jumping Jack Mack. Matt Young, good morning. Good morning, boys. Can he win again, Jumping Jack, Matt? Uh, absolutely. Uh, here's a three-year-old taking on older company. I guess that's probably the only uh, concern for him if someone wants to try and post him and see how good he is. But when you really look at it, uh, first up, sitting parked, 156.3. Uh, he should derive plenty of benefit from that run. So uh, I think he'll justify the short odds and he should be able to win. And I realistically think uh, most of the ones inside him, if they do get to the pegs first, well, they'll be probably having a battle to see if they can sit on him. So, look, he should be able to win and it should be a bit easier for him than uh, what it was last week. OK, he's only a three-year-old and the most inexperienced horse lining up in that race. We're talking about race five tomorrow night, the Group 3 Kersley. So he's race five, number five, jumping Jack Mack. So what sort of price are we looking at taking tomorrow night with him. Will it be your Yeah, job? look, I don't think you're going to get anything greater than about a dollar thirty-five. So I think he's, I think he's uh, poisonous odds. Um, just a query over a first up run. I know the Gary Hall Senior Stable normally have their horses screwed down pretty well, but first up doing that sort of work uh, and then backing up seven days later, as long as he's um, benefited from it and not taken a little bit of harm. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. But as mentioned, I think he'll be able to run to the top and be able to get a bit of an easier time of it here. So uh, he should be able to control the sectionals and this will be a lot easier for him time-wise, in my opinion, than last Friday night. Okay. Uh, Before we talk about last Friday night, your best bet for tomorrow night on this big card coming through. What have you marked as your uh, good thing for the weekend? Yeah, I found it to be a reasonably tricky meeting. Uh, The first race, I'm pretty keen on Otis, race one, number two, who was second to jumping Jack Mack. Just lacked that gate speed and was uh, surprised at the start by Stanford. I think he'll be able to work to the top and win. His price next to his uh, name on the Harness website is $3.30. I think if you're getting that, it's an absolute steal. 
I think I thought he'd be around about a dollar fifty. So I'm not going to um, really tip you into the way of a dollar fifty shot because I hate doing that. Uh, race three, number three, Vivere de Moore. I think she's got the speed to work for it and get to the top. Her first two runs back from a spell have been solid. She loves to lead. She's third up from a spell. She normally takes a little bit to get into her peak fitness, so I think this is a perfect race for her. Her main dangers have drawn to her outside, and she can do it at both ends. So I think Vivere de Moore gets her chance tomorrow night, race three, number three. And if you're getting better than a dollar eighty plus about Otis in race one, I'd be banking him and all your multis as well. Okay, so we can go hard early. Race one, number two, Otis, and then we go across to the Phillies and Mares race. Race three, number three, Vivere de Moore. They're the two good things for Maddie Young uh, tomorrow night on that Big Ten race program. Let's just turn back the clock. Last Friday night, JP Stratton Cup. Van Piro was heavily tried, drawn gate one over the short trip. Hurricane Harley first up, Texas Tiger first up. How did you break down that race last week? Uh, they were all very disappointing, bitterly disappointing, I thought. Um, Van Piro, he was, yeah, well, 157 middle distance. This is a horse who uh, went 154 for 20, 2,900 metres uh, and 2,500 metres. Like, it's it's something that he's been able to do throughout his career, pretty much. So uh, seeing him really struggle and get beaten 157, it's just a little bit concerning. It's very concerning, actually, because his form has been pretty much subpar this preparation, where he's been beaten a couple of times when he leads. And prior to this preparation... When he led, no horses were beating him. So, Vampiro, big question mark there. Hurricane Harley, I really was against Hurricane Harley last Friday just because he's a horse that relies on his high speed and if he can be close to the speed without doing too much work. And I thought if he was going to try and win the race, he was going to have to be in the breeze first up. Just a few things against him. I think he'll take plenty of benefit out of that run. I expect him to improve pretty sharply. And I expect Texas Tiger to improve pretty sharply. So those two, uh, I think, will definitely be on the improve. And Van Piro, well, he's a bit of a head-scratcher. He's been up for a little while heading towards the Summer Carnival. He's definitely not racing at his best. Mm. The, the winner was good in his own right. He was last at the 400 and pretty much last still at the home turn. It's not the biggest home straight there in GP, but uh, he motored home, didn't he, Major Secret? Uh, yeah, he did, Absolutely. He was coming off of a month's break the start before and he raced over the longer trip where he's not the best horse over the longer trip. So um, Chris Lewis jumped back aboard. He was a little bit fitter and he definitely got home powerful. So it was a good win and he did knock off Chicago Bull last year. So uh, during the summer carnival, he was able to knock him off when leading. So it just creates a lot of interest with uh, how good Perfect Major really is. But at the same time, he shouldn't have been able to give the uh, horse of Vampiro's calibre about four or five lengths inside the 400 and beat him. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. What did I call it? Major Seeger. It was perfect major, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, perfect major. Yeah, I'll let you yeah, go on perfect. that one. <laughs> so kind, <laughs> so kind. Well, we've got all the uh, the good oil for tomorrow night at GP. Matty, as always, great to have you back on, and uh, we look forward to chatting again next week. Cheers, boys. Just before I go, I uh, had Gary Hall Jr. on one out, one back on Tuesday and he mentioned that uh, Chicago Bulls a matter of weeks away and he's very happy with his work. 
uh, trying to keep it a secret from Gary Hall Senior because otherwise if Senior gets his hands on him, he'll probably race next Friday. So Junior's hoping to see him back at the track in uh, three weeks, hopefully, but uh, he's very happy with how he's going. I'm sure you already know, Chris, but I just thought I'd relay and give my show a plug. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's interesting because... Senior told me that he was all hands-on with Bully this time and not Junior. So it'll be interesting to see who's claiming the credit if he makes a winning return. Yeah, well, it's it's not unusual to see them having an argument. So uh, no doubt that'll be <laughs> happening over the summer carnival. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a happy argument if you're trying to fight over who gets the WA Posting Cup this time. Well, I, I tell you another thing. With Junior, he's got some big decisions to make in the in the you know, the coming months with all these good races just around the corner on which horse he's going to drive because there's plenty of options there for him right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's blessed with uh, all the options that come through. I mean, Texas Tigers showed so much ability last prep and I expect him to bounce back pretty quickly. Uh, Hurricane Harley, as we know, is so talented, so it'll be great to see uh, him really step up to the free-for-all grade, which I'm expecting him to be able to do as well. And then you've got Chicago Bull, who's coming towards the end of his preparation or his career, I, I would say. He's uh, definitely getting a little bit longer in the tooth, but he's still got that high speed and uh, he's proven. So it, he has got some tough decisions and they're um, pretty good decisions to be making when you've got yeah. uh, those sort of horses to be picking from. Yeah, absolutely. Matty, appreciate the time. We'll talk next week. Cheers, boys.